the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julian. Hey everybody, this is Julian with the Texas Music Spotlight. Welcome to another edition of TMS Musicos. Today on the show, we have a very old and dear friend of mine, Adrian Regalado, who's the drummer for Conjunto Primavera. He's got a big history of Tejano roots and Conjunto, and we talk about how he got started, some of the bands he's played with, uh, what the transition was like from going from Tejano music into this style of music. Uh, really cool stuff. Hope you enjoy it. I had a great time talking with him and seeing him again. I hadn't seen him in a long time. But real quick, I want to talk about how you can be a sponsor on the show. We will continue to bring the show to you free, free, free. But we would like your uh, participation in sponsoring the show. If, you're, if you can, if not, it's still going to be free. If you'd like to help us support the show, you can go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash T-M-S podcast. Uh, of course, you can always support the show by simply subscribing uh, through SoundCloud or iTunes or leaving us a review. Believe it or not, leaving us a review uh, and subscribing helps us out a lot. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, social media. On Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash Pod. You can also find uh, my page where I actually broadcast. My, my segment of the podcast is broadcast live as it happens, uh, facebook.com slash julianlive70. And all I do there is uh, broadcast the podcast as I record it so you get to see the full version, unedited version. And some things happen, some crazy things, you know, never know, what, never know what's going to happen on those damn things. But enough of that, enough of me jabbering. Let's get to the podcast with Adrian Regalado, the drummer for Conjunto Primavera. Thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it, for one. Anytime, man. And for those who don't know on Facebook who this is, this is Adrian Regalado uh, with Conjunto Primavera. Primavera. And also, yeah. he has a history with Tejano music, which is what I wanted to bring him into as well. Yes. Um, I don't know. I want to... I want I, just, just don't think of it as an interview, man. It's just me no, and you no, bullshitting. We're just talking, man. Bullshitting. You can say whatever you want. No, you can cuss and... <laughs> talk about the, the old school, the old well, shit. Well, yeah. Nah, not, nah, too much, not too much of the stuff. All, but all the, all the weed we used to smoke. Nah, nah, just kidding. <laughs> we never smoked. Just kidding. No, no. I didn't know. Drug free. <laughs> so how'd you get started, Adrian? I got started at a young age. You? I was about maybe... Did, you, did say, your dad play or something? Yeah, my dad played. My dad played. He had a local band. He had a local band. I started with him at about... Shit, I remember I was about three years old, man, and my dad was jamming out at local clubs here in town, and I used to go sit on the drummer's lap, sit in and do a couple of songs. But, but I was so you... short, and I'm still short now, you know, <laughs> but I was so short, I couldn't reach the bass drum pedal, so I sit on his lap, and I'll just play a hi-hat and snare. But who yeah, taught you? Just by well, watching? my dad my dad played accordion. His main instrument was bass, and then he picked up guitar, and then That's he started... like me, right? He, yeah, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I have something for bass players. <laughs> then he got accordion, and he started singing. And after that, uh, he never taught me. He never taught me, like, uh, get the drums or get the sticks. And he never, like, pushed me into it. Like, you know, right. like the Selena movies. Like, you know, Mr. Quintanilla supposedly right, pushed right, all these right. kids. He let you do it I, in your I, Yeah, I just got it out of my heart, Or man. just from hanging out with him so much. You in saw the blood. It. Is that what you just watched the drummer all the time when you were a well, kid? Well, I used to listen to Ramon Ayala. Uh, those, uh, they weren't like, they were like the long, the big old disc, right? The, radio, yeah. the records? Records, yeah. Like, yeah. So I used to play with those, and I had like a bass drum, I had a snare, and a tom, and I would just jam out with the earphones and just follow the beat, man. Next thing you know, man. So that was just, in, it just it naturally, naturally directed came, man, to you? Directed me to that, and then my dad had a couple of... Uh, you had no ambition to play accordions? Nothing, that, you man. Play? Nothing. Really? I, I think I probably know like one song. 
that he taught me, you know. Well, he's no longer with us. He passed away about a couple oh. of years back. But uh, he taught me one song, and that's about it. But I still have his recording. I want to pick it up every now and then. But it's like, shit. Having two kids, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of rough. You know, it's uh, being on the road, traveling. I don't even have time to wash my underwears. You know what I mean? So it's kind of rough. That's what I smell. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so you, I, I, that's crazy. Well, most kids generally gravitate the drums because yeah. you're making noise right yeah so I, I don't know I just i remember when i started i started off with pots and pans you know so i guess I, everybody does I that too. right yeah too. you get forks and spoons you just start banging on anything my dad when i was little too so. put up pots and pans and, but you didn't know you were making a beat you didn't know what was know, going on right no. my dad used to get these get-togethers with his friends he used to jam out jam sessions and i would sit in the corner and just be you know following the beat and then uh, his friend was telling him to play guitar his friend would tell him, man, this guy's going to be a drummer. He's going to be a drummer. He's going to be a musician. My mom was like, oh, shit. No. I hope <laughs> not. Not another I one. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, man, I struggled with you so many years, and now my son's going to be a damn drummer, a musician. You, you're the only child? And, uh, actually, it's me, and, and I have two sisters. Okay. They don't and I'm play? the only boy. No, they don't play. They don't mm-hmm. sing nothing. I'm third generation. My grandfather played the violin. Oh, okay. He was a musician. My dad was a musician, and me. Wow. And my kids right now, well, my little girl's four. My little boy's five. I think my, my little girl likes to sing. My little boy likes to sing too, but every now and then I see him like tapping stuff. Yeah. But I'm just yeah, like, so I just see it from far. I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to push it. I was, that's what I was with my son too. I was like, I don't want him to do it, but damn it, he still it, it, did it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he still did it. I mean, no it's, it's nice and beautiful when they get into school and they're, they're learning how to read and write the music. Right. You know, it's something different. Once they leave, finish like the school, the whole music theory and all that stuff, then you jump into, you know, hey, man, can I jam out with my friends in the garage and, yeah, yeah. and that's where like so uh, when, did, when did you actually start getting serious serious I guess at the age like, of 8 were you in middle school band or elementary school band well no you? at the age of 8 I was playing with my dad with his band oh, I so already, you were already doing yeah I was already doing gigs man <laughs> I was doing gigs for like 20 bucks I was already that's, gigging at that's Cantinas, more than some man. musicians now what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, I was gigging at the age of eight, man. And at the age of 12, I started managing the band, my dad's band. I would charge. I would pay the musicians. I'm not kidding, man. I mean, for, for some of those guys that are out there, uh, I can name a few cats. Uh, Angel helped us out many times. Angel Flores, great musician, great bass player as well. From eight years old, 12 years old? Uh, yeah, man, from eight to 12, man. You know, we went up there and started jamming out. I, I, I would charge. I would uh, run the the sound. I would, I would do everything, man. I was like a one-man thing. But... I had it so much in my heart that I loved the music so much that you didn't care, you know. You just and this was you all doing it. conjunto tejano. It was all conjunto music. It was accordion, bass, bajo sexto, and drums. So you didn't really have to mic too much shit, you know. You so, just but like as far as influences, I mean, that's if you started playing it that young, did you did you actually listen to it back then? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I was a big fan of Los Dos Ibertos. I was a big fan of Nick Villarreal, uh, Ruben Vela. Uh, Los Fantasmas del Valle um, Who else? Uh, Anke Flores I mean, Conjunto was my, my blood Because I came into it late yeah. I played music early on But I didn't get into like Tejano music till high school Tejano yeah. music I got into Tejano music in middle school Wow That's when I met uh, uh, In middle school Michael Well, actually middle school Beginning of high school Michael Rodriguez uh, Great musician as well Angel That uh, long, dude? Guillermo Rodriguez, uh, James Garcia, we all we formed like a little band back then. We were just jamming out. What was the name of that band? It was called Grupo Ilusión, man. And uh, shout out to it, all it, the it just Ilusion stayed fans. there. It stayed there, just called Ilusión, and that's how far it went. <laughs> no, man. And Ray Diaz de Leon was there. I remember he just started. He was uh, actually in 
Ray was still going to Holmes High School. Wow. Where did you go to? You were at. You were at, were at who was your director there? My band director at the time was Mr. Sparks, dude, and John Mr. Walton. Sparks. And that's why I got into introducing to Tejano, but playing locally, you know. Right. I didn't get my my big break with Tejano Tejano music until. Um, so who else did you play with besides Illusion and uh, build up to that? Well, what? from Illusion, I jumped over with Stephanie Montiel. Okay. And I played with Stephanie Montiel for I a great know, while. I don't think I knew yeah. That. I was there, I think, in 90, I want to say 98 to about 2000. I, I did about two, two, three years. That's why I learned a lot there as far as, because uh, I came in as a wild drummer. wanted to do everything in every song. Well, we'll talk you about know. that in a bit. <laughs> so I learned a lot there. Uh, I learned a lot from uh, Gabriel Zavala, right. Gabriel Romo. Damn, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to cut this gig. Yes. No, man, I, I, pretty, I guess I did. You know, I was there for a while. And then from Stephanie... I left Stephen and I joined uh, Eddie Gonzalez. Really? And I played with Eddie Gonzalez for about four years, I guess, wow. four to five years. And then, you like to stick around, don't you? Yeah. I, well, not that I like to stick around. I, I guess I can say I'm faithful. You know, you I don't go. leave there until they go. get rid of me. So, or yeah, I guess I'm like, I'm like a little tick, you know, I'm just there. <laughs> they want to get rid of me. Hold like, it on. Oh, I'll stick here, man. There's nowhere else to go right now. So Stephanie, Eddie G. And then Eddie G. From Eddie G. Uh, I helped out a Ram in between times. Ram was looking for a drummer. And it was pretty much like a click. Because yeah, because you had, you had it was, Mike It was and Mike Angel and Angel. And so wherever Michael went, right. Angel came along. And then I would come along. That's kind of the way me, Carl, and, and then Ray. Yeah, yeah. Too, you know, so thing. that was happening with all those bands. Well, at, when I started with Stephanie, I think Mike went with Patsy or Ram, something like that. And Angel too had gone with some other. He had started with Stephanie too, but I think he left somewhere else. So I don't know, something like that. But we didn't really meet up again after high school until we joined in Eddie Gonzalez. That's we started again. Then from there we went to Ram, and then from Ram we went to Emilio. What year was that? Uh, with Emilio, I think I, I joined in Two, 2000 and 2001. Right after the Towers. I don't even know what year that was. Oh, one. I know you came in after <clears throat> I left. I left Emilio the first time in... Uh, two, well, I didn't leave. I was uh, let go. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> won't talk about that. <laughs> 2000. And then uh, you guys came in. Like you brought, Y'all brought the whole crew... That whole group of guys in... Well, well Michael came in first. Right. He's on it. He was the first seat that got planted. And he took over uh, Jesse's? Uh, he took over, I think, uh, Jesse's yeah. job. Yeah. Then after Michael, I think Angel came in. Right. I don't know if he's, Angel took over your job. I think so. And after Angel, uh, I think James was already there. Or James came in with Angel. Because me and Carl... Like Y'all left kind of like the same got time. Got let go. Yeah. The same time. <laughs> Those are hard times, really. <laughs> One day I'll tell that story. Yeah. And One then day I, I'll tell that and story. And then I came in, and I think the job that I replaced was uh, Adam. Yeah. Adam was playing drums yeah. at the time. I took over. So how Adam's did you get job. that gig? I mean, well, obviously well, who knew, Mikey right? and them brought me in. I always tell musicians, yeah. man, it's, it's, look, you got to have some <clears> talent. But in the end, it's about who you know. Let, let me tell you one thing. You never get the gig because the artist is never going to call you. So it's always right. like you got to know somebody, man. Your buddy's always helping you out there, you know. So James said uh, Angel brought him in. Oh, there you go. So Angel, I guess Angel was already there. So Angel was there and then he brought in James. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, I, got in the, I got in there because of uh, Mikey. Mikey brought me in and Angel. And we started rehearsing with Emilio. And, and I think... Uh, I came back in... You came back... Oh four, I think. Oh three, oh yeah. four. Yeah, we were already there. Yeah. Angel had left. And I remember my, my, I had never met you before, right? No, Until we have never met. I, I knew about you. I knew who you were. Because shit, I remember, dude, I would go see you guys live. Uh, I think 
we did a couple of gigs, Stephanie and you guys. Mm-hmm. And I would see you guys, and y'all were at the time. Like, I mean, shit. Y'all had just came off the country tour, I think. Y'all were like big shit, man. I, I mean, yeah, Nito's right. always been in the hound of music. No, we thought we, but we thought y'all, we were shit. Y'all were like, I mean, I was like freaking out. Like, it had to be like 94, 95, and that, that, that was, yeah. I was there, and I was like, man, one of these days, man, I would like to play with those cats. And one of these days, just. And then you got in, and like, me. ah, this ain't shit. <laughs> no, and I got in, and, and, and when I played with you guys, too, I mean, my respects to you and Carl. Great musicians. You're an awesome bass player. Carl's a great guitarist. Uh, the the groove man the the sound that was Emilio. I, I remember when you came in. <laughs> it, was, it was different. It was rough. It wasn't. It wasn't the I Albert. Came, I came back it, in and uh, I remember Rafi saying, "Talk to him. Talk to him. Tell him all down." Rafi always said that. <laughs> yeah. like, but one of my 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 first impressions uh, with playing and even playing with you for so long as we did uh, was your timing impeccable timing thank you man. and I was like oh my god as, as a bass player you don't get that comfort uh, playing I play with a lot of drummers yeah and there's I can maybe on a hand on one hand count how many have that that, that feeling where I can sit in there and, and feel that comfort of okay he's gonna take me where I need to go yeah you know, there's only a few guys that can do that there's a lot of great drummers but there's not a whole lot of great musicians it was yeah. it was hard at the beginning for me to get used to you because you had a different style. Oh yeah, and like you said, the timing and all that. I mean, what what I guess clicked us together was uh, when y'all guys came back in. I'm I'm, not, I'm gonna be honest, man. Yeah, go ahead, be honest. I was shit as bricks, man. I was like, fuck, these guys are gonna come back. They're probably gonna fucking not like what we do. Get rid of us. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're, I was nervous. I, I don't know if Mike and the rest of the guys were. I was. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, playing with Jules, man. It's like it's like Jules. I mean, Julian was like Julian. I mean, oh, thanks. thank you. I mean, you were with uh, you came from Bobby too, right? You had played with Bobby for a while. Yeah, I played Bobby. And then you were with Emilio, and I had seen you on the recordings, seen the videos, and shit like that. I was like, man. And so I was like freaking out, like, man, he's not gonna like what I do, what I do. And then Rafi telling you, calm him down. I'm over here trying to impress you with everything, and Rafi telling you, calm him down. I'm like, shit. Well, you know, but, on, on the Dick interview, I actually brought up what I, I didn't say who it was, but. When uh, I mentioned to Dickie about telling a drummer, you know, it's, I know you're a badass drummer. You don't have to prove it every song. That was in reference to you. And I told you that. That's me. And yes, I told he you did. Many I times. I said, you're a badass drummer. You don't have to prove and, it every, And the every most song. important thing one can do as a musician, I'm going to tell everybody on Facebook, everybody in the interview, compliments, take them as they come. Don't, don't overthink that you're the best and you're always going to be the best because there's always someone else out there better than you. And take compliments from whoever tells you, especially from Julian. I mean, he had more experience than I do. Way more experience. He's older than I am. I have a lot of specs for. You don't all have to musicians. remind me of how old I am. No, no, no. But I'm saying <laughs> experience-wise, you know. Right. And right. and if I wanted to be a dick, I would have said like, you know, who cares? <laughs> hey, you don't tell me what to do. Well, you know. Yeah. And I've had those run-ins too. Yeah, but I was like, too. no, man. I mean, if, and look, I mean, I guess by accepting it, being humble takes you i guess a lot further than what you know you know as as i get older i'm like i don't give a shit anymore if if someone wants my opinion or not i'll give it yeah but i I do tend to hold back sometimes because i have to remember most people don't want to hear the truth yeah but if you're gonna ask me i'm gonna tell you you know and that's just why i'm now that i'm older yeah i was nervous when you when you had came in and and i guess like i said in the future i mean what, what got us clicking was uh, there was a point where we just started grooving, man? I knew what you were gonna oh, do. Oh yeah, you knew yeah. what I was gonna do. And that was one thing. It was I, just like I there was like there was no breathing, dude. There was no sunlight. It was. Just I like, remember playing with you, yeah. and and you know after like about a year or so, we 
would play and you'd do a lick and I'd follow it or I'd do a lick and you'd follow it and we would just look at each other yeah like and you would give me that look like would you stick like we're right there yeah. right <laughs> and there's nothing yeah. like getting that to yeah. that point and, and, and you know what's awesome we, we had that not only just on stage we had it off stage mm-hmm. you know uh, we'd but, you, order. but you wouldn't cuddle with me. You would no, cuddle, no, no, no. Cuddle, cuddle Carl or, or <laughs> Raulito. <laughs> uh, but uh, we had it off stage as well, you know, like finish each other's sentences, right. order each other's burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a great time playing with you, and I, that's just and, and that's not bullshitting. That well, out you. of the, the best drummers I've ever played with, you're definitely one of them. Thank you, you know, so much. Like I said, there's only a handful of guys I can count, literally count on one hand, uh, and you're one of them. It's just there's very few guys that lay that pocket you know emilito's one of them too yeah emilio's a he's great, gotten, great drummer he's gotten he's a great musician right he's gotten to that point the last time i played with him i was like holy shit your timing is like crazy and that's, they were, they that's were, what i hear i know? remember when they were younger they would yeah. go jam out with us right yeah. emilio would let them get up there and do a couple of jams they would do a Beatles song just well, i remember the boys would always ask me and me and carl hey jules on that one song and back in 19 so-and-so what that lick you did? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, right? I don't know what lick that was. Yeah, man. But but as a bass player, when I play with a drummer like Emilito or yourself, that's what I hear. I want to hear. I want to see if if I can sit in it. But if I have to push or pull you, then I'm working too hard. Yeah, you know what I mean. But to be able to come into a gig and or do a gig with a drummer like you and say, okay, I don't have to look at him. I don't have to do anything. I can just sit here. And it took a while to get there, and Melito's that way too, where he's he kind of progressed into that situation where last time I played with him, I was freaking out. I was like, "Man, your timing is perfect, you know, really nice." It didn't, it didn't move. Yeah, you know, as musicians know what we're talking about when we say that when the beat yeah, moves, yeah, exactly. transition. Yeah, it wasn't a roller coaster. It was just, right. it was just there, man. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of things that a lot of drummers don't have. A lot of drummers are great in the studio, right. and they have that timing in the studio, but you put them live, and they don't have that life. It's real hard to have a drummer that has a timing live in the studio and on stage. So where do you get it from? I, I guess you know what helped me out on timing, honestly, was uh, when, I drummed, when I joined a band in middle school. And I went into marching band. That was a freshman. They gave me snare drum. Freshmen supposedly, I guess, start off right, with cymbals or tambourine drummer, or yeah. something or triangle. <clears throat> right. I got snare right off the bat. And then they were giving me like right after. I, oh, well, Guillermo Rodriguez was my drumline captain. He was playing bass drum. And from there, he had graduated. He was a senior. I was a freshman. He took me under his wing and stuff like that. His brother was uh, our drum instructor at the time, Rudy. And um, we were there practicing. And, and, you know, they busted my ass during summer camp, band camp, all that stuff. And and I guess from there, my following year, my sophomore year, I became a drumline captain. So I got more involved in the music, jazz band, all that stuff. Right. And that's where my timing came in. Because as marching band, all that stuff, you got to, you know... You got to have timing. Right. We would compete against the uh, drumline competition, stuff like that. Right. So that's where I think the I got... along Medina or somewhere yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's where I really... See, I honestly can say that my timing really, really became there. And I, I guess I took it from there, from that level, to the very little that I knew on behind the trap. And, you know, took it from there. And, and But it, part of that is you're, you're, you're... I don't know if you still are, but you're so critical of yourself... That I think that keeps you motivated to always be. It, it's funny you say that, man, because the other day I, I I've done a couple of tracks with Teddy Pettis uh, every now and then. And I think he's in the room. And and I tell him, hey, man, I think I'm losing it, man. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I don't sound like I used to before. I go, I fucking get out of tempo. I go, I don't know, I'm getting too fucking old. Eddie, am I not? Am I not cutting it? 
be honest with me, dude. Tell me I suck. I suck. Tell me I'm great or what? I don't know. No, man, you still have it. Come on. As he's like, why are you so? Why do you belittle yourself so much? I go. It's not that I belittle myself. It's just that I feel like you know. I guess I can be a lot better. Or, or can always be a lot better. Well, yeah. I guess everybody knows that we can. But I, you know, honestly, I'm gonna be honest. Since I've started playing Norteño music, mm-hmm. I feel like I totally lost all my conjunto, tejano, my reggae, my rock, my all my chops that I loved to do when I was playing here with right. tejano musicians. And I freak out playing with this big international band. Right. They're Norteño music. They're great musicians. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get there too. They they look up to the tejano musicians. <laughs> And that the Han musicians look up to the Norteños. I'm like, fuck. If only they knew, you know? <laughs> well, I'm now like, they do. Yeah, I'm like, now <laughs> they do. So from from Emilio, you went into Conjunto Primavera. Yeah, from Emilio, I left Emilio in 06 to join Primavera. And I left Emilio in a, uh, I guess, a weekend notice. Uh, I was doing these tracks with these guys in San Antonio. And the weekend, we were touring with Emilio and we had did Houston, Dallas, I don't know what else. And the following week I came back from that tour with Emilio to go uh, finish the tracks with the Primera for the album, mm-hmm. which I didn't know I was going to be a part of. I just thought I was sitting in for Danny because Danny at the time was playing with the Primera and he, you know, for some reason he didn't check in or call in to work or yeah. whatever. So I said, oh, it's just dummy tracks. You know, he's going to come back and redo them. When I came back the second week, they invited me to be a part of the band. So I told him, okay, give me two weeks. I'll give you two weeks' notice so I can let Emilio know so I won't, you know, leave him hanging without a drummer because I was a drummer at the time. And they told me, no, he goes, the, the moment's now. You go, it's either now or never. He goes, because there's a line of musicians that will love this job. Like, and I, I knew who Primera was, but I didn't know really the didn't his, realize yeah, how, how big it was until right. I, I joined. So I was like, well, now what are these guys talking about, right? So I said, well, fuck, well, let me think about this. I thought about it, I guess, in a minute or two. I called Emilio. And Emilio answers. I remember, express, I mean, really well. Talking to Emilio on that conversation, he let me go like with a piece that made me feel like, hey, man, don't sweat it. He goes, these opportunities don't come to everybody. He goes, and you deserve it. He goes, take it. He goes, and man, he goes, honestly, don't worry about us. We'll be great. He goes, we'll be good. He goes, Emilio can play the drums for now until I find someone. And at the time, I guess, right. you know, the boys were helping him out every now and then. And I, I felt bad because I was leaving Emilio because, I mean, he was a big part of the family. And, you know, I love the guy. Yeah. So, well, that, that, that comes down it. to the, the Emilio's... The way he was. His network of... of if, you were, if you were there, you were part of the family. That's yeah. just the way it was. And the, that story, remind, that's actually how I got Emilio's gig. I was playing with Innocencia, and I was doing tracks on a Wednesday night for Emilio. Because uh-huh. I was working with Raulito. Uh-huh. And they called me that night, so you want the gig, you start this weekend. And I was playing with him in and I, I had to make that same phone that call. Same where phone I was like, call. it was one of those things where if you didn't do it, it's hard it's man. pass it's like, you by. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it's like, and I so I, oh. I get I get the feeling of, of Emilio gave me the blessing, and he accepted. I mean, he he told me go ahead and take it, man. He goes, don't worry about it. It's just uh, it's a great opportunity. Doesn't come knocking on the door every time. I mean, at first he thought it was some other Tejano band offering me more money. Right. He was like, hey, well, who is it? Who's who? How much are they right. giving you? And he's like, well, no, I mean, like. Uh, uh-huh. I go, it's not an, it's, that has nothing to do with another Tejano band. I go, he go, well, can you tell me who's offering me the job then? And I said, well, Conjunto Primera. No, doggy. No, dog. Go ahead. Take it, man. Take it, man. No, he goes, he uh, yeah, he goes, it's a good opportunity to take it. Go, we'll be fine. He goes, just, I just, just one thing, man. He goes, don't forget about us, man. Hopefully I can open up a gig up there or something like that. I go, yeah, man. And we're, you know, right before his passing, we we're talking about, 
doing a duet, a duet with him and, and our singer. Oh, really? Yeah, we're getting ready to do that. I was getting ready to introduce it to Emilio. And, and well, the Lord took him a little bit sooner than we expected. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, if it wasn't for him, man, you know, his humbleness. And he taught me a lot about being humble and got me to where I'm at right now. And, and everywhere I go, everywhere, people recognize Emilio more than anything, man. You know, they're like, man, I used to be with Emilio. Oh, I remember you and you were playing with Emilio and uh, La Fe over there. And I'm yeah. like, wow, like, and they shit, they love him to death, man. They still do. So that transition into Primavera, what was, they have a big catalog. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I had to learn 350 songs on a weekend. <laughs> and I was like, shit, do you guys really play 350 songs? <laughs> no, but whatever the people ask. And it's true. I mean, since now, you know. We'll be on we'll be on stage. We don't have a set list. Well, we'll start the first five songs pretty much what we know it's going to be. Right. From there, some person will ask for this song. Some person will ask for that song. Really? And I'm talking about recordings back in 1978. Yeah, that's when they started, right? Yeah. And I was like, shit, dude. I was I was two years old when that song came out. I was like, so how does this? I mean, and I sometimes forget, you know. So they gave me a lot of CDs. I had to learn from listening to CDs. I learned from uh, watching DVDs, live recordings, and. And it's it's a lot of material, and I, I still can say that I don't know it all, and I've been there ten years. <laughs> but yeah, it was a big transition, and and, and so, not only that, the the style. The, the, I was gonna say the style. How what was it's it's from that to to, to this style. Tejano, Tejano, you know how it's said the bass drum every now and then, it's snare, right? And a lot of licks, it's like uh, everybody follows each other. The bass, the guitar, the drums do the same lick together, stuff like that. Over here with these guys, it's uh, it's nothing but. Uh, they call it auto. It's rim knock and what bass drum. Auto. Auto. Yeah, the auto. It's like the 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 rim of the of the snare, uh-huh. cross stick, all yeah. night, man. All night, you're just there, and every now and then, just little roll here, there, and then you know. But it's consistent, and right. there's these songs that the that that have their tempos that they're up speed. They call it chaparralera, so it's got to be like a little bit faster. It's not like a regular. Right. It's like more like. And, right. But it's, it's the it's a, style. It's a, the, the style's intentional. And with the sax and the court, yeah, it's intentional. And I'm like, man, dude, I was, I, I was fucking, the arms were all cramping up. I, I was, I started off with five Bs. I think, or no, I started off with the, uh, uh, two Bs. I went down to five A. Like <laughs> stick wise, I'm like, man, it's, it was, it was hard, dude. But it took a long time to, to learn that style. And and every now and then I get, I get, I get criti- criti- uh, criticized that you know. Um, I still had that Tejano feel because right. I do a lot of Tejano licks. Is that within there. the band or is it with out, within outside? outside? Not not in the band. Outside, you know, you're never you're never gonna please everybody. You yeah. know, opinions. Everybody has them, and yeah. I respect them. Uh, every now and then, they even call me Danny. You know, they still think I'm Danny. And, well, you know, <laughs> hey, I wish I was just his height. I used to get called George. <laughs> See, it's hard, you know. But I mean, you're not gonna please everyone, and they sometimes say, "Yeah, you still have that Tejano feel. You can still tell." And but uh, and then you'll get those other ones where. Dude, you're the greatest Norteño player. You are you the best? And I'm like, I never even played this. I mean, you should hear me play Tejano. You right, know, that's right. what I really grew up listening to. Right. I didn't grow up listening to Primavera or, or yeah, like that. that style. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a different style. Ramon Ale, yeah, but Ramon Ale is different. It's more like the, the it's, Norteño it's, Tejano, I guess. I think Norteño conjunto. Almost, yeah, right? yeah. There you it's go. Because more snare style, and stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, it was it was a hard way to uh, change over the 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 transition. And the ballads, you know, I guess when I joined Primera, I started falling in love more with the the ballads, mm-hmm. which I hated before. I couldn't play a ballad, dude. I remember we play uh, uh, "It's Not the End of the World" with the media. It was uh, 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 even uh, if I tried. Uh, we played uh, all those uh, 
I mean, and I was like, oh, shit, here you go with these songs. And now it's like, fuck, I'm just waiting to see when the ballad comes out, you know? Right, right. I fell in love with that, with that, I guess, the style, because these guys are known so much for the romantic songs. I was going to say romantic of the, the style. And, and with that lazy sax behind yeah, it. Yeah, man. And, and, it's and you know, it's I started listening to, like, Ariel Speedwagon. I started listening to... Uh, these old school cats that I'm like fuck, trying to get licks and trying to get that feel that groove right. it's you know and it's it's I, I was like man I never thought I could play that slow and yeah man it's like and then to try to be in the pocket you know in that temple I'm like right. I mean because I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest on the records here with, with Primavera we record everything with the click track just on the cumbias and the ballads everything that's ranchera Boleros and cumbia. Well, the cumbias are on the, on the metrodome. Everything that's ancheras and boleros, I, I put the timing for the group. Really? Yeah, no there's, click on There's no click, man. It's, it's live. Just boom. One take, take it out. Drummer. Once the drum's set, dude, they come in one by one and start filling in around me. I yeah. didn't, I didn't and, and, and that's, yeah, like you said, interesting. Playing with these guys, they have a different way of doing their recordings right. from what I've done with Tejanos. And, and, you know, here with Tejano, everything's basically on click. Yeah. For them, it's like they don't want everything on click because it takes away the feel of the music. They, they want it, I like to call it, they like they want it to breathe. Yeah. The, the, the song. You have everything on click and then you you, you, you start uh, fixing it. Next thing you know, it's all robotic. You right. Know? But with, with, with here, it's like, uh, no, nah, man, just let yourself go. Do whatever you're going to do. Just keep the timing. Make sure concentrate on your timing. And okay. And just the ballads is where we really pay attention on. Because the ballads is kind of like, that's their, that's their that's their bread and butter right. <laughs> but uh so many albums you've recorded with them oof man wow that's a good question I've been there since 06 I think I've done over 10 12 albums holy shit we do at least an album a year and you've won Grammys for these right one Grammy one Grammy I won a Grammy you know, in 2014 for uh, Amor Amor it was actually the uh, Latin Grammys not the American but yeah. Yeah, Grammys are Grammys. Hey, same shit, man. And uh, been nominated for about three, and we won, we won that one that year. It was it was a great feeling, man. I have it at the house, as a matter of fact. I still have it in this yeah. box. Ching, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like <laughs> I'm looking for something to put it in, and 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 I don't have uh, the house I have right now. It's not big enough to where I have like my own studio and stuff like that. But I said, with time, with time. For something, it's still well, in At least you got the the, the 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 actual Grammy Grammy, the actual award, dude. Yeah, the, the it's, Grammy. it's a heavy fucker, man. When it's, I went, when we won the one for Emilio, I was I couldn't get the they wouldn't let me. Hang, they didn't it. give you the actual. Mm. What did they give you the only the artist and producer? No, no, we had to be there to get the medallion. Did you record the album? I recorded the album. You're yeah. supposed to get one if you're because Emilio's the artist. Mm. Your guys is a band. I see what you mean. See, it's so, conjunto primera. It's not right. like Tony Melendez. It's, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's it was Emilio. So each uh, one of you guys get it. This is just Emilio. So yeah, that, that makes was, sense. Uh, technicality to what but, I couldn't get it, but I could get the uh, certificates. Yeah, man, it was it was it was awesome though. It was it was twelve different. albums. Twelve, you think? 12 albums. I think I I can I can honestly look them up if you want, but um, <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> sure, man. I, I think yeah, it's about ten. Ten for sure. Ten to twelve, man. We did. I always forget what I did too. I, like, oh, no, I, I mean, I remember my first one was uh, "El Amor Que Nunca Fue," and then the second one was uh, "No Sé Por Qué." I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, the second one was uh, "Te Lloré," and then the third one was uh, "Este uh, That One Bolero." We recorded in El Paso, and then we did the live one. Yeah, about ten albums, man. Damn! Yeah. Wow. What's the difference between going to Mexico as a Tano artist and going to Mexico as 
under conjunto primavera. There's got to be a difference. There is a big difference. Uh, the uh, security. I remember you telling me about that. Elaborate on the security. Uh, as, as far as security, what I mean, when we would go uh, with Emilio, uh, we really didn't know much about Mexico. And I guess uh, we didn't want to walk around alone. I mean, you get lost. We wouldn't even speak the, the language frequently. So now, you know, since I've been with these guys, I learned how to speak it. Not very well, but more or less better yeah, than what I did before. Right. I could defend myself, like right. one says. But uh, when we were with Emilio, man, I remember we would like just stay at the hotel. We wouldn't want to leave. Just go to the lobby. That's about it, man. But now at the Primavera, you know, uh, walk around to um, the movies or go to the mall, or, you know, um, get something to eat out in the streets and stuff like that. But you're never alone. We have a... Uh, we used to have security that take care of us at times. Like we would do some shows. And I, I don't... It's more because, I guess, the the name of the band. Not so much that, you know, we have bad people looking after us or bad people wanting to come after us. Thank right. God that our songs have nothing to do with right, right. what's going on over there. Right. Because we, we play nothing but, you know, romantic songs. So we, we, we tend to make people fall in love instead of For hating each other. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, we actually would have security guards at times. I remember when I first joined the band. A funny story. I went to the restroom and uh, this guy followed me to the restroom and I was like, I gotta go to the restroom. And I didn't know these guys were working with us. And this guy with the suit walking with his camp, his lamp, and this nanny. And he walks right behind me. He's walking like about two steps behind me. I'm getting walk, getting ready to walk inside the stall, the bar, or the club, wherever we're at. And he pulls me to the side. He goes, "Hold on." He goes, "Don't go in." I was like, "What the fuck?" And he goes in there and he's like, "All right, everybody, get out of here." He runs everybody out of the restroom. I'm like, "Shit, who's walking in here, man?" I was scared. <laughs> And then he's like, go ahead. Now you can go. I was like, what the hell? You might take a dump now. Yeah. He's like, you can poop now. And I was like, damn. I was like, oh, shit. Hey, I'm done. You want to wipe it? <laughs> Wipers. Yeah, right. But no, I mean, and, and we had people that would take care of us, I guess, because of the name of the group. The, the, the band's real, real known in Mexico. And you play a lot. I mean, it's a, still, it's a beautiful country. I, yeah, it I, is. I, I, like, I like I, it. Though. I've always enjoyed going down there. The people were amazing, always, always. When, no, always. when I was there with Emilio or, or Bobby, it was always, the people were great down there. Um, I, I would imagine with a higher profile band like Primavera, it's it's a little... We, we, we've gone to small towns as well, you know, and, and it's been kind of scary. And it's like, wow, you know, you don't have no services. You can't contact right. anyone at home. I'm like, shit, how do I do it? I've, I, I guess I could say I, as, 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 as beautiful the, 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 the country is, you know, the people as well, you know, they're they're real receiving and they, yeah. they accept you and they just want to talk to you, man. Yeah. You know, that's all. Yeah. And dude, they they'll they'll go crazy. If you just, and I used to feel bad because like oh my, they know? want to talk to you, but like I can't speak Spanish that well. Yeah, yeah I remember. <laughs> I'll do my we're, best. Yeah, we're trying to like, and, and then they're like, I think I understand. Right? Like, <laughs> so what do you got coming up this year? This year, well, I'm still on vacation. My vacation <laughs> ends next week. Uh, as a matter of fact, we start. Back to work uh, following Saturday, following Friday, and then uh, we're going to Guatemala this year and Nicaragua. Oh, talk about that. Where have you been besides the US well, uh, Mexico? I, well, besides Mexico and the U.S., I've been to Guatemala with Primera. I've been to uh, Costa Rica. I've been yeah. to Salvador, and this year I'm going to get to go to Nicaragua. Wow. Crazy man, and it, it's crazy over there because it's it's uh, totally different. You know, it's like. Uh, the the money's different. I guess right. they call it quetzales in Guatemala, and then uh, you go to Costa Rica and they have different types of food. You taste different types of food in, in Guatemala. There's a lot of casinos out there. 
<laughs> Look at your eyes. Yeah, yeah I'm like, eyes is lit up. Bro. I'm like, casinos, there's a lot of casinos really? up there. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember the first time I we went up there to uh, Costa Rica, I, I couldn't get used to the food. I was like, I, I, they would serve this this plate. I forgot the name of it. If anybody out there from Costa Rica, maybe they can help me out with this. Uh, it's rice and beans, man. And it's, that's how they would sell it to you. And they would sell like with the, uh, a piece of uh, banana cooked with a piece of meat. But every 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 plate you order has it rice and beans, and it has its name. And we're like, okay, we're like fuck. I came back home. And we're like, what do you want to eat? Rice and beans? Hell <laughs> no, man. Like, no more. But yeah, I, I've been able to see uh, different different places, and I've been around. Gallo Pinto. There you go. There it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Gallo Pinto. Thanks to our Facebook. Thank watcher, you. Thank Leonard, you so much, Leonard Guerra. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I tell you, he knows everything, man. And what he, and what he doesn't or, know, he'll admit. Or is it Arroz Charros? No, it's Gallo Pinto. Gallo Pinto? Okay. Yeah. Somebody else said something else. So uh, so going to different countries, I know when I was traveling, I, I regret not doing more sightseeing. Because now I look back, all the places that I got to go to, yeah. just in the U.S., like, man, I wish I would have seen more. But you're young and party and you don't think about actually going to actually see some things while you're yeah. in certain cities and a lot of people think that you know you, you're you travel all over the world and like man they envy you like man you get to go see this you get... a lot of times you don't man you, you see know? the venue in a hotel you, you just yeah <laughs> straight to the gig straight to bed man it's like shit you're lucky you get to walk out and sightsee you know that's why the few times with the middle that we got to get out like uh, as a group i know we did tombstone together were you there for tombstone yeah, we did Tombstone. Okay, we yeah, did we toured Tombstone. Yes, we did uh, Graceland together as yes. a band. You know, we did a, a few things, but yeah. I wish we would have done more. Like I told my wife, you know, I've been to this city, been to this whatever state, and oh, what, what was there? I have no idea. I, I got to see the pyramids in in Mexico City. Did you? Yeah, man, it was awesome. I didn't walk them though. I just saw them. I just saw from saw afar. From afar, man, with a beer in your hand. Yeah, I'm like it's hell, pretty. man, it was pretty. A, yes. <laughs> Hey, my respects. Cheers. <laughs> Rigo said, my best friends on the road. Sorry I was so necio. <laughs> <laughs> well, forgive was. You, man. Was. What do you mean was? I still are sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Rigo. <laughs> so this year, y'all releasing anything new? As a matter of fact, we just got done doing our new album. Uh, we just went and laid out the vocal tracks. And uh, with these guys... Uh, had the opportunity to record at, at big studios, man. We did this new album in in, in Mexico, all in Mexico. No, we, uh, we did in L.A. In oh, okay. Conway Studios. Oh, nice. I think the Beatles recorded there in its time. Wow. Michael Jackson, Van Halen, uh, wow. uh, Metallica, Guns N' Roses. A no, lot of it. No. I, when we were there recording, as a matter of fact, I ran into uh, Pharrell. Uh, oh shit! Ran into I ran into did Britney. He the, did he have the big hat? Uh, no, no, man. I, I didn't recognize them, man. They're, they're just so like you know. Right. But that studio, so so. Wait, you ran into Britney? Yeah, I ran into Brittany, uh, uh, but those studios are like, they have like four or five different studios, right, right. but everyone's protected, like, you know, the artists go and record there because the paparazzis can't get in there, oh. and the artists that are recording there don't bother the artists. You know, they'll walk by our, our, our session, like, hey, what's right. up, how are you doing, hey, what's up, that's about it, but we can't, can I take a picture, or, you right, know, it's right. like, you know, but um, yeah, I've, 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 I've ran into a lot of artists, and, and we did that album uh, last year. Finished the music and everything. We're just waiting to do the vocal tracks. It's taking a little bit longer now because our singer is a, a diputado. And what that means is he's in like in the Congress in Mexico. So uh, he, he's he, uh, he's into the politics. Wow. So he has to, 
he has certain meetings for his politics, and then he has to go to the gigs and then come back for the meetings. So it's like he's real tied up on his his agenda. Wow. So we're trying to see when he has a break, so we can just take him into the studio and do all the tracks for the vocals. So us as musicians, we decided to just jump the gun a, a bit and record the whole music. Right. So whenever he was ready, he just comes and takes already already done. Yeah, just, lay down just, the, the vocals. Is he expected to come out this year? Yeah, man. It's hopefully uh, by March, uh, latest April. Hopefully. Adrian, thank you so much for doing no, this. No, Julian, thank it. you. I'm thank gonna, you for inviting me, man. I'm going to shut the uh, Facebook Live off, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. Yes, out. sir. Peace out, everybody. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays. Oh, no, that already passed, right? Yeah. Happy New Year's. Thank you for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, texasmusicspotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Yeah.